Greetings, greetings, everyone. I want to say peace, love, light to you all and to all that will be watching, to all that will be joining. Peace and love to you. May all be well with you on this day and every day after. You know, may the most high keep you all safe and your loved ones safe in these times that we are in. Uh, I know that it is early, but I felt it is important to get this information um, out there. What I'm going to do also, I'm going to put the link to the information in the chat. All right. So what we're going to be addressing is the 1739 Maroon Peace Treaty with the English, right? Uh, since I'm doing it off myself, what I'm not able to screen share, but what I can do is just put the link to the version of the treaty that they have out there. And this is, this version is coming from Harvard, um, university, right? What we've been having for years was misinformation <coughs> on history <coughs> by entities that was created by the corporate crown. Okay. Um, if folks, if you're watching this and your screen gets blurred, you just adjust the, um, the imagery, right? Just adjust it and it should come clear. Um, so yes. So throughout history, there's been a lot of misinformation put out there when it comes to what they will call the American Negro and their ancestry. Now, we say American Negro and people from the Caribbean or some people from the mainland will think that it doesn't include the Caribbean islands. But this all goes back to what what is being put out there now to 1492 1494 1492 they said columbus sailed the ocean blue he came into the americas he went to four places and that was four caribbean islands haiti and jamaica what they call now jamaica in corporate paper are two of the four islands. Um, Dominica, he sailed past and called it Dominica. This is how these stories go. Now, 1494, he supposedly got to what is now called Jamaica on corporate paper. And the reason why I say corporate paper, and you'd also hear 
um, Richard Curry, the Akongpong Maroon chief, will say corporate in some of his speeches when referencing to um, Jamaica. And there's a reason for that. But this is just, this is deeper than the Zama, the, the Zamakan or what people also pronounce as Examica Archipelago. Right? This is about the entire Americas. And we're going to clear up a lot of the confusion because we've been taught throughout history, especially stemming from the Garvey era. He is one of the mainstream candidates that pushed a misdirection uh, away from our ancestry of the Americas and started paper genociding folks of the Caribbean and folks of Northern America. Now, people say, what do you mean by that? And people who are Garveyites will want to get offended. But the truth and reality is that Garvey's master teacher was a man called Muhammad Dus Ali, or Ali Dus Muhammad, whatever. It's Dus Ali. And he was a Moor, right? He was a part of the, the whole Moorish movement. And he taught Garvey. And Garvey took that education and ran with it. I'm not saying that he knew or he didn't know. All I'm saying is that he was also initiated into their Masonic um, organization. And we know when it comes to these organizations, it's a whole thing about secrecy and misdirection. And the biggest secret in the world is the true identity of the people of the Americas, the descendants of the first people. And it was vital in the plans for colonization, for the colonizer, to get you to identify underneath an identity that has nothing to do with this land. And when you hear me say America, that goes for the entire continent plus the islands of. You can look at a person today that identifies as Jamaican and you could tell them, hey, do you know that this island has 20, uh, is, has 28 other islands and all of them are a part of what is called America? And they'll look at you and probably laugh and say, no, this is a British island. But in the books, in the UN, in the governmental archival records, it is listed as America. When, when they said Columbus first came to America, again, he came to four islands. He never came to the mainland. He didn't come to the, 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 the motherland, right? And when you go on the maps from the 1400s coming up into the 1600s, you'll see that Shama, Zamaka 
or what some call examica or shamaika because the x is the x has different pro pronunciation the x pronounce the xi pronounces as a phi the xy pronounces as phi the x originally was the pronunciation of what you now call z z okay so this is why and then it also pronounces as she you understand? So that's why the term Zamaka, Examaika, Shamaika. Right? And I feel it's important that I break this down so that in a slow tempered pace, so that folks can deeply grasp and understand before we get into the treaty. So that you could see the picture that's being painted here. And have a proper understanding of the big ploy, trickery that has been played on you for generations. Okay? So, Columbus only came to four islands. Those four islands were put together and called America, along with what we now call the mainland, okay? The descendants of those four islands, which are the Greater Antilles, the main four islands of the Greater Antilles, the descendants of those islands migrated from South America, came down into what we now call the Caribbean, okay? Those people that migrated are called Arawaks. When the colonizers first came, they were not pale-skinned men. They were biracial children and dark-skinned men. No woman, because when you're doing an invasion, when you're doing a colonization, you're not going to bring your woman with you. The whole objective is to bring men for warfare, okay? So, because this was more so uh, what they will call a Negro or Negro colonization factor in the beginning, right? And some of this goes beyond 1492, 1494. But the reason why I started off here is because this is the pivotal moment that everyone speaks on, okay? We could go back before that when the Muslims was invading the Americas. We could go back before that and their descendants of whom are now calling themselves Moors, okay? But we're going to keep it simple for now. So those people came and they tried to colonize. First was the Spaniards, what you would call Castilians or Black Ladinos. This is where the term Latina and Latino comes from. Okay. When Spaniards came, the people of the Americas, the entire Americas warred with them. Parts of South America, they totally obliterated the tribes in those areas. And those tribes migrated, came down into Northern America, 
And then from Northern America, they went into the Caribbean. Now, if you understand the makeup of South America, you understand that the Caribbean islands and South America are very close to each other. So it wouldn't be a far sail for the Spaniards to come down into what is now called the Caribbean islands. Okay. So when these wars was going on and the Spaniards was losing, when the Spaniards passed on, um, their portions to the British or they, they, they conceded to the British what the Spaniards had took over at the time and what the Spaniards had created, they gave on to the British as well. And those two formulated a treaty amongst themselves to share the spoils, okay? Now, because the Maroon name also goes back to the Spanish invasion, all right? Because originally the Maroon name was created to identify and describe the color of chestnut. And it goes back to the chestnut tree. And the reason being for that is because it was to show the mixture of tribes of the Americas that came together to fight as one. And that's where the term Seminole, what they call the Seminole Indians, came from. So majority of what is called, majority of down south, South Carolina, North Carolina, these places were originally a part of the state that they now call Florida. Okay. And Florida was a massive place. All right. Anyway, the wars raged on. There were many wars, especially that took place in what they now call a corporate paper, Jamaica. Many wars throughout the years. So you have to understand that when colonized, because when you're hearing the Kongpong chief talk about our people and our people fought and our people were treaty. The only treaty that exists is the 1739 treaty that they that they talk about publicly, but you never see the original copy. They talk about it publicly, publicly, but that treaty was only with the Akongpong Maroons. It wasn't with any other Maroon, any other place that they, that was labeled as Maroon people, okay, or Maroon settlements. It was only with the Akongpong Maroon. And in that treaty, they don't even call them Maroons or call, they call the place co the cockpit. Okay. The people of the cockpit. So you have to understand when Horace Chang is saying Maroons don't have land. There's no such thing as a Maroon. It's because there isn't. When the name that holds you and binds you to the land, not just the Caribbean islands, but the entire Americas, anywhere your ancestors set foot upon, yeah, as bloodline descendants of some of the first people of some of the first inhabitants of the entire Americas, yeah, 
and you built and you developed. All of that is territory for you and all the other original tribes to hold as inheritors of, not just the little small pieces of islands. This is why even up until the 1800s, a man could have just went on his boat and rode over into Florida in these places and the Coast Guards and National Guards at those times couldn't say anything because it's a part of your inheritance. Do you understand? Now through colonization and many so-called so tribes that call themselves tribes sold you out and formulated corporate contracts for governmental incentives. And when they did that, then they created the system of green card, travel papers, these things. And then they told you there are borders and restrictions and you need permission from the embassy and these things. And then they taught you that, oh, this is the Caribbean and the Caribbean is separated from the Americas, but it's not, it's one and the same. So I feel like I need to break this down to show you how the damage that came from this treaty. So anywho, wars raged out from 1494 coming on up to 1739. So when the colonizers first came, they came to the shores. The first line of people that fought the colonizers were the people on the lower lands. And they fought and they fought and they fought on. They fought the Spanish and they held them off. Yeah. Then after they fought the Spanish came, came the English and some flee up into the mountains. Okay. And those who couldn't flee stay because if everybody flee, who was going to fight off the colonizers so that you could get away to go up into the mountains to have another fight and chance to live, to fight another day. So when Maroons are telling, when some Maroons and even Bujabantan itself are telling this story, come correct and tell it correct. Because they've been passing down this type of story throughout their Maroon communities for generations and it made it seem as if the lower land people betrayed them and only the Maroons fought from 1494 to 1739 up into the mountains and no one else fought. Now, if you count from 17, from 1494 to 1739, how many years that is, there is no way a band of people is going to hold off 80 to 90% of an archipelago island. And now the reason why I say archipelago, because at that time, the other little smaller islands around what you now call Jamaica and corporate paper had inhabitants of people. So you cannot tell me that you fought off all those people on those other islands, Goat Island, all these islands, huh? Cassava Island, that's between Haiti and now what is called Jamaica and corporate paper. People are living on these places. You can't tell me that all these people decided, well, they're going to betray you and subjugate you up into the mountains. But these people have no treaty to this very day with the colonizer, only you. <laughs> 
Only you have a treaty. Hmm? And when you're telling your story, you say the Maroons went to Haiti and helped the Haitians fought. And then they went into South America and they freed the, the, the Indians from slavery in South America. And they went into North America and they freed the Indians from slavery in North America. But you're saying the entire island was against you. So when did you have time to leave from up into the mountains to get a boat that you'd have to come down on the lowlands to sail through all these places to help fight these wars? Their story don't make no sense. And as full-time people call them out on it so that they can start telling the truth so that we can properly understand more of the history because all of our history connects, right? Now, when you read this treaty, I want everybody to understand within this treaty here, yeah, let's let me go to it. Let me let me get to it. Yeah. So this is from the Harvard um, Education website and articles of pacification with the Maroons of Trelawney Town concluded March the first, seventeen thirty eight. Like everyone is talking about these topics, but no one is reading this treaty to you because these other mainstream platforms that's talking about it, they never even read the goddamn treaty. So they don't even know what it says, but they're backing and defending something. They don't even know what they're defending. Now, this is not a an attack. This is a correction of information. Okay. Now in the treaty it says in the name of God, Amen. Now, when you see amen, you think amen is like how you end the prayer, but that's actually the name that they call the creator. Amen. You know, it also goes back into the whole amen ra thing, but that's something else. That's something different for another time. The whole son, the whole son thing. But in the name of God, amen. Whereas Captain Kudja, Captain Akongpong, Captain Johnny, Captain Kofi, Captain Kwako, and several other Negroes, their dependents and adherents have been in a state of war and hostility for several years. Now, some people hear several and they'll think seven. But several means just like more than one. So it could have been two, three years. You see what I'm saying? Okay. For several years past against our sovereign Lord, the king and the inhabitants of this island. And whereas peace and friendship among mankind and the preventing of effusion of blood is agreeable to God, consonant to reason and desired by every good man. And whereas his majesty, George II, 
King of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, and of Jamaica, Lord Defender of the Faith. Now, when you go back to the old maps, look when the name started changing and the name came into being Jamaica with a J, right? Because the letter J wasn't created until the, six, I believe, the 1600s. Okay, so that's when the English was, you know, pretty much in full effect. So they created the term Jamaica, you understand? But Jamaica, not as in really the land, it's more as in a corporation, a business, because they understand that through divine law, right, universal law, they cannot own the land. You understand? But what they can own is an artificial entity of a corporation, a business, on paper. And the very paper which this entity is created on is what they own. Nothing more, nothing less. All right? Need folks to understand this. Uh, where were we? Okay. So for several years past, against our sovereign Lord, the King, and the inhabitants of this island, and whereas peace and friendship among mankind and the preventing of effusion of blood is agreeable to God, consonant to reason and desired by every good man, and whereas his majesty George the second king of Great Britain, France, Ireland, and of Jamaica, Lord, defender of the faith, has by his letters patent dated February the 24th, 1738, in the 12th year of his reign, granted full power and authority to John Guthrie and Francis Sadler, Esquires. Now, folks, if you don't know what Esquires are, Esquires are lawyers. They're what you call lawyers now today, attorneys, prosecutors, defense attorneys, so on. That is what is an Esquire now today. So Sadler and Guthrie were Esquires, meaning that documents, treaties, contracts, they write them up and they present them and folks will sign off on them. You understand? So they were loyal to the crown. Esquire is also another word that you use to describe a knight or someone that has been knighted, like the governor general, Patrick Allen, when you saw him bow at the foot of Elizabeth, and she had she dubbed him with the sword. She knighted him, Esquire. And you're gonna you're, you're gonna hear why why that is why he took that ceremony. Emperor Selassie took that ceremony too as well. And in this treaty, you're gonna hear why. Okay, what that means. Now I want folks to pay attention. Okay, uh, and by his letter patent dated February twelfth, fourth. 1,738, in the 12th year of his reign, granted full power and authority 
to John Guthrie and Francis Sadler, Esquires, to negotiate and finally conclude a treaty of peace and friendship. Now, the Moors also have a treaty of peace and friendship, right? But that's something else for another time. But I tell you, I'll be careful for these treaties. With the aforesaid Captain Kudja and the rest of his captains, how many captains you need? Goddamn. Adherent and others, his men, they mutually, sincerely, and amicably have agreed to the following articles. Article 1. That all hostilities shall cease on both sides forever. Article 2. That the said Captain Kudja, the rest of his captains, the rest of his captains, Oh, wait, let's skip and give me one second. Okay. That the said Captain Kudja, the rest of his captains, adherent, and men shall forever hereafter in a perfect state of freedom and liberty, excepting those who have been taken by them or fled to them within two years last past. If such are willing to return to their said masters and owners with full pardon and indemnity from their said masters or owners for what is past, provided always that if they are not willing to return, they shall remain in subjection to Captain Kudjo and in friendship with us according to the form and tenor of this treaty. Now, them remaining in subjection doesn't mean that those people were still free, okay? If the ones who had them in subjection so wish it for them not to be. It could just mean that they were taken on also as indentured servants, for those people as well. Now, we have thirdly, Article 3, that they shall enjoy and possess for themselves and posterity. So, okay, so back in Article 2, they were given those who ran away during the, within that time, right? within that time of the wars and the, and the creation of this treaty, those within that time that ran away and that were up into what they now call maroon settlements, they was telling them, hey, you could come back, clean slate, you know, clean slate, nothing will happen. We won't hold it against you, right? Because at that time, what was going on was what was called indentured servitude so if tom owed john 20 shillings but tom couldn't pay john back his 20 shillings within the time frame john said to pay tom back right john john was supposed to pay tom back then what will happen is they'll work out a thing where he will become a servant 
onto him and work off back to 20 or 30 shillings for X amount of years. Now, within that time frame, what was happening a great deal, some of these people couldn't read. Okay? Or some was just being, after they've worked off the contract, was being held against their will, which now they became enslaved. So these people will run away. Then you have folks that committed certain types of crimes or harmed their fellow men. And because they did such thing, they ended up again as what is called indentured servants. Okay? To pay off said debt. Then you had those who were prisoners of war that ran away. Okay, now the first prisoners of war were the people on the lower lands. Okay, so they ran away. And when they ran up into the mountains, the people that they'll run into would be the Maroons. Okay, and they will hold these people or give these people shelter at the time. All right, they'll do these things. Now, let's go into Article 3. Thirdly, that they shall enjoy and possess for themselves and posterity forever all the lands situate and lying between Trelawney Town and the cockpits to the amount of 1,500 acres. You hear that? So they were awarded 1,500 acres. That's their territory. 50, that 1,500 acres from then to this day is their territory. This is the treaty that they're going off of to claim their sovereignty. But this treaty only gave them partial sovereignty. They don't have full-blown immune sovereignty. Okay. Okay, um, fourthly, that they shall have liberty to plant the said lands with, and then it told them what they can plant, coffee, cocoa, ginger, tobacco, and cotton, and, the, and to breed cattle, hogs, goats, and or any other flock, and dispose of the produce or increase of the said commodities to the inhabitants of this island. Provided always that when they bring the said commodities to the market, they shall apply first to the customs or any other magistrate of the respective parishes where they expose their goods to sale for a license to vend the same. So first in line, they will, they will always have first in line to certain locations to vend, to sell their goods and, you know, to sign up for their vendor's license and these things <clears throat> before anybody else. You understand? So the folks who didn't treaty with them 
wouldn't have this type of commodity, wouldn't be first in line. Those folks who didn't treaty with them would be last, would be the ones subjugated to more oppression than anybody else, mistreatment, so on and so. Okay? This is important. Um, where are we? Customs and, uh, and vend vendors license. Now, fifthly, Article 5, that Captain Kudja and all the captain's adherents and people now in subjection to him shall all live together within the bounds of Trelawney Town, and they have liberty to hunt where they where they shall think fit, except within three miles of any settlement, crawl or pen. Provided always that in case the hunters of Captain Kudja and those of other settlements meet then the hogs to be equally divided between both parties. Now, if you pay attention so far, you hear no mention of a name, name of Maroon in this treaty. You understand? But they're telling you that what they, the people who now identify as Maroons, they had their settlements, but they were people outside of the, they were neighborhoods outside of their settlements. You understand? They were communities outside of their settlements, which still stands to this very day. So who were those people? Hmm? Um, so let's go back over five. That Captain Kudja and all, okay. Uh, we we did we did we did that. Then the hogs. Okay, so it says, uh, crawl space or pen, provided always that in case the hunters of Captain Kudja and those of other settlements meet, then the hogs to be equally divided between both parties. So if they go hunting, if both of them, of the Maroon settlement and the people outside of the Maroon settlement are going hunting on the hunting lands, the hunting grounds. And they're going after a hog, then they're supposed to share that hog in half for both communities. You understand? That's what it's saying. It's supposed to be split in half. So, so those who are not considered to be maroons, and those who are considered to be maroons, like I'm using the word maroon because this is what these people are calling themselves today. So those who are considered to be maroons and those who are not considered to be maroons shall still equally share. The um the spoils of the hunt. You understand? Give me one second here, folks. Let me plug up my phone. All right, because it looks like it's about to go dead. All right. It, it is vitally important that one understands what this treaty is saying. Because people are just talking about the treaty, and no one is explaining it, no one is reading it properly, right? And we have no time for hidden agendas. Let's hook you right on up. There we go. Got it hooked up. It's hooked up. Now, Article 6, 
Article 6. That the said Captain Kudger and his successors do use their best endeavors to take, kill, suppress, or destroy either by themselves or jointly with any other number of men commanded on that service by his excellency, the governor, that's the governor general, or commander in chief for the time being, all rebels, all rebels, whosoever they be throughout this island, unless they submit to the same terms of accommodation granted to Captain Kudja and his successors. So those who didn't want a treaty and contract with the colonizer and wanted to still fight and rebel against colonization, it was Kudja's um, so, um, men job to take them down, kill them or force them to submit, okay, under the crown. Um, Article 7, that in case this island be invaded by any foreign enemy, the said Captain Kudja and his successors hereinafter named or to be appointed shall then upon notice given immediately repair, repair to any place the governor for the time being shall appoint in order to repel the said invaders with his or their utmost force and to submit to the orders of the commander in chief on that occasion. That's the governor general. You understand? It's going to get more interesting. <clears throat> Eightly, that if any white man shall do any manner of injury to Captain Kudger, his successors, or any of his or their people, they shall apply to any commanding officer or magistrate in the neighborhood for justice. And in case Captain Kudger or any of his people shall do any injury to any whiter person, he shall submit himself or deliver upon such offenders to justice. Now, when you hear white, don't think they're just talking about Caucasian folks. Because white is also a status that like Africans, Arabs, folks from the Middle East, foreigners put on the identification cards. A lot of them identify as white because it's a status um, dealing with credit. Okay. It's a status. Um, so what that is also saying and breaking down is that we are going to award you these 1,500 acres of land and you're going to be our spear and shield, right? Uh, our armor, our shield when it comes to certain rebellions and certain things. And for you doing that type of work, you shall be able to self-govern yourself to a certain extent. And our people will also, will also keep our people in check so that they don't come and violate your people. 
Okay. But if these things do happen, both sides are to turn in the culprits in front of the magistrate or what is deemed as the governor general. Because the governor general is the person that appoints the highest judges of the land until this very day. You see, this is why they don't read this treaty to you because no one wants to break it down to you like this because everyone is trying to create some form of um, fabrication of history because there's been so many cutthroats and turncoating throughout the history. Okay. Hmm. Nine. Ninthly, that if any Negroes shall hereafter run away from their masters or owners and shall fall into Captain Kudja's hands, they shall immediately be sent back to chief magistrate of the next parish where they are taken. You understand? Now, when they also say Negroes, Negroes is what they started calling the Indians of the Americas. All right. You went from Indian to Negro. Then they started calling you black. They started calling you descendants of Africans, African-Americans, Afro-Caribbean. OK. All these things to take you away from the name that rightfully linked you to the land as the first people. So let's go back to this. Ninthly, that if any Negroes shall hereafter run away from their masters or owners and shall fall into Captain Kudja's hands, they shall immediately be sent back to the chief magistrate of the next parish where they are taken. And these, and these that bring them are to be satisfied for their trouble as the legislature shall appoint, the legislature shall appoint, the assembly granted a premium of 30 shillings for each fugitive slave returned to his or her, to his owner by, to return to his owner, return to his owner, where are we? Premium 30 shillings. Okay, return to his owner. Assembly granted 30 shillings or, or future return to his owner by the Maroons besides expenses. Okay, <clears throat> now they have that part into brackets. Now, the reason why you see the brackets in that part is because something was either altered or something did not belong there, okay? And I'm betting it's the word maroons, which is why they put up the brackets there, because that's what the square brackets mean. Something was not there before, and the author that rewrite this back added in something that was not supposed to be there. This is why we asked to see the original handwritten treaty, and I was told that since I am not the keeper of that document, I, I am not privy to see it because they're hiding something, or it just doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know what's going on, folks, but my phone is way overheating.
So uh, if it goes dead, I'll just do a part two, a continuation to what we're breaking down now. All right. That's all. So in any document that you see a bracket, something was added in that was not there. Okay. Okay. Um, tenthly, that all Negroes taken since the raising of this party by Captain Kudge's people shall immediately be returned. Eleventhly, now they returned those people. Otherwise, they, they would not have this treaty to this very day. And they would not have had the lands that they are that they were granted on by their king to this very day. Now, anyway, eleventhly, that Captain Kudra and his successors shall oh, tenthly, that all Negroes taken since the raise the raising of this party by Captain Kudra's people shall immediately be returned. Article eleven, that Captain Kudra and his successors shall wait on his excellency or the commander in chief for the time being every year, if they're on to required. Now chiefs are considered kings, emperors, rulers. A king does not wait on no one. Servants wait. And I need people to understand this. Servants wait. Kings don't wait on anyone. Now, when they're talking about commander-in-chief, yeah, the king or the commander-in-chief, this is why they have a governor-general on the island and why he wears a military guard, because he's the commander-in-chief. He's in charge of the entire um, British um, corporation. Sir Patrick Allen, which is the governor general today. So he is their commander in chief, the Maroons commander and rightful chief, because the term Maroon is a corporate entity holding to the British crown. You understand? Not the Arawak. The Arawak is a full sovereign force separate from the crown. Okay? So when they started calling themselves Maroons, they agreed to be the servants, the slaves, onto the crown and do the crown's dirty work. They gave up their, their land. They gave up all titles that they had for rights, for privileges. Okay? The Arawak name is superior to any name on that land. Uh, twelfthly, that Captain Kudger. Twelfthly, uh, where are we? Well, give me one second, y'all, because this this thing is kind of. Yeah. The battery is really it's down. It's down to one. Hopefully it's going to be charging now. Um, so that was 11th. That Captain Kutcher and his, okay, wait. Uh, every year until required. Now, 12th, Article 12. 
that Captain Kudger during his life and that captains and the captain succeeding him shall have full power to inflict any punishment they think proper for crimes committed by their men among themselves. Now, this is the self-governing part. Death only ex death only accept accepted in which case if the captain thinks they deserve death, he shall be obliged to bring them before any justice of the peace who shall order proceedings on their trial equal to those of their free Negroes. So that means that they're not supposed to be killing people up there. If they try them and they find them guilty, it's not their job to kill them. They're supposed to, in cases of murder and stuff like that, they're supposed to bring them down to the other towns where the magistrate offices and have them investigate the murder. This is where they work side by side with the police. You understand? Because they are a part of that British corporation. Okay. All right. So twelfthly that cap the uh twelfthly that Captain Cudger during his life and Captain succeeding him shall have full power to inflict any punishment they think proper for crimes committed by their men among themselves. Death only accepted. In which case if the captain thinks they deserve death, he shall be obliged to bring them before any justice of the peace who shall order proceeding on their trial equal to those of their free, to those of other free Negroes, other free Negroes. So they were other people that was free. So that's what I'm telling you now that what the system became was more of an indentured servitude for people who were owing certain things to certain other men and stuff like that. That means you had also Negroes who were indentured servants to other Negroes and you had free men and free women that was walking around who were dark skinned folks that was walking around free, free nilly doing their thing. Okay. Uh, 13 that captain Kudger with his people shall cut clear and keep open large and convenient roads from Trelawney Town to Westmoreland and St. James, and if possible, to St. Elizabeth. Okay, I have people in St. Elizabeth. 14, that two white men, and the reason why they're supposed to keep the roads clear is so that, you know, people can travel and move freely, especially the colonizing force. 14, that two white men, to be that two white men to be nominated by his excellency or the commander and chief for the time being shall consistently live and reside with Captain Cudgel and his successors in order to maintain a friendly correspondence with the inhabitants of this island. Now, if you notice, the word maroon is only mentioned once in this thing. This is why I know that what they did they did like what the Tainos was doing and started adding in Taino and everything that was not there before. So they added in the word maroon in there. You understand? And that two white men are supposed to live with them. So every year the UN or every two years or so, the UN sends some Caucasian folks to go live amongst them. This is why you have missionaries and these things and you see they, they accept them in to come in. Um, if they don't do that, the money that they're supposed to get to keep their roads clean, to build infrastructure, they won't get it. 
You understand? So what's been going on for years is that they've been getting this money, but the chiefs have been pocketing the money. Okay? I'm not saying that this chief or Kong Kong, he's doing that now. I cannot sit here and tell you people that. But what they're doing, probably, I, I don't know if it's knowingly or unknowingly, but it's even more dangerous because it's an outright paper genocide. Okay? But anyway, so the, cat, the, the, the chiefs have been receiving this money from the Jamaica Corp and from the British Crown as allowance to make sure that the people are educated, to make sure that they have clear, good running water, make sure that they have good farming system, make sure they that they have schools, these things. And the chiefs have been pocketing the money. And in some of the Maroon communities, the people are afraid to speak up or were afraid to speak up for even up to 50 years because they thought they were going to be voodooed or orbited by the chief. You understand? That um, their food would be poisoned and these things by other members of the community that was sharing the, 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 the spoils with the chief. Okay? And when you see the mining going on from a few years back in some maroon communities, that's because the chiefs gave the, gave the okay to do the mining and the people just sat back and they talk amongst themselves, but they don't go to out the chief because they said that's against their ancestral ways. So you sit there and you're being destroyed. Your lands are being polluted. Your children are being dummied down. Your children are being raped. A lot of incest is going on and no one wants to say anything because the ancestors would be mad that you want justice and righteousness for your, for your children and people. That makes no sense to me, okay? I've even heard stories such as when they were fighting the wars and they ran out of food, there was just only a handful of pumpkin seeds and the pumpkin seeds grew overnight pumpkin and made them last out for another year, overnight. That's like saying Jesus walked on water and Moses parted the great sea. We know those things did not happen. You understand? These are the stories that's being told out there. Okay, uh, where are we? I think we're at the last article. Did we do 14? Article, okay, yeah, we did 14. Article 15, that Captain Kudger shall during his life be chief commander in Trelawney Town. After his decease, the command to devolve on his brother, Captain Akongpong, and in case of his decease, on his next brother, Captain Johnny, and failing him, Captain Kofi shall succeed, who is to be succeeded by Captain Kwako. And after all their demise, the governor or commander in chief for the time shall, for the time being, shall appoint from time to time who he thinks fit for the command. So that means if none of these chiefs for Kong Pong right now has any um, ties back to any one of those names that they called in the treaty, the governor general is supposed to appoint someone to be chief. You understand? And the reason why they kept the bloodline is because, again, these, they, they, them and their children and their children's children was taught about the obligation that they have to uphold this treaty. So in case of any revolution or anything is supposed to take place they're supposed to help the police squash that shit 
all right? So don't pay attention to when you see one and two police go up on their land and you see them arguing with them. All they have to do is go to the governor general or to the whatever magistrate office, and that magistrate will uphold the treaty and tell the police them to back off. Now, as far as when it comes to taxes on crops on land, the Arawakan people is not supposed to pay any taxes on their land for their food and none of these things. When it comes to growing the chronic, the government cannot tell you what you can and cannot grow as far as the chronic. You understand? Because that has been there before the colonizer came or before the colonizer system was um, established. And because you don't embrace your indigenous identity, you embrace Rastafariism and Rastafariism underneath Emperor Selassie. And Emperor Selassie is not your ancestor. You understand? You embrace the Moorish nation, the Moorish uh, movement. Now you're embracing the Taino people who are who are showing you that their whole objective is to erase the Arawak history. You embrace everything and everyone that are contracted with treaties like this with the corporation to mislead you away from your identity because they're getting paid to do so. That's why the Rasta community don't come out on topics that matters when they're supposed to come out in a timely manner. That's why the Maroons don't really go hardcore and speak about the, 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 the jab genocide that's taking place right now, unless it's affecting Maroon. If it's not affecting Maroon, they're not going to say nothing. You understand? So them building a Maroon nation right now they're in breach of the treaty. One, there's no such thing as a maroon. Okay? We are Arawakan people. Okay? Arawakan people. And that has more claim than anything else. So what you will see now is people will say, well, we are Arawak maroon, Taino. You can't add on all those stuff on, on, on the name because those things never existed. So you're still committing paper genocide. And the reason why they still want to keep those things is because they still want that incentive from the corporation. But if you just stick true to your nationality, your identity, Arawakan people don't need embassies permission to come to Florida, New York, Mexico, Texas, because that's all a part of our um, indigenous identity. We have the right to travel freely on the lands that our ancestors once inhabited. And still do because a lot of the people on the mainland are our blood relatives <clears throat> in a lot of these tribes that are here now today. You understand? So wake up, people. We can indulge deeply into the whole Rastafarian thing and show you how it connects with the whole Maroon thing and how that goes back to Leonard Howell. And how it goes back to Garvey, how Leonard Howell goes back to Garvey, how Garvey goes back to the Morris Science Temple. And show you that these folks were agents throughout time that was just being paid to mislead you. And just like a hunting dog, every hunting dog has its day when its time expires and you got to put them down. So when you see these people are supposedly assassinated, it's because their master decided to put them down. You understand? When the hunting dog starts waking up and say, damn, I'm the one that goes and hunt this boar, this hog. I'm the one that did all the hard work. 
well, I got to drag this back to this man here for him just to cut it up. And, you know, he he's taking everything and then giving me the scraps. So when the hunting dog starts waking up and want to come now and do the right thing for his pack, the master puts him down. Boom. Martin Luther King told you. He walked his people into a burning house. Malcolm X told you, you are Aborigines, but you don't want to call yourself Aborigines. Malcolm also said, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. And people took that and started still saying that, oh, we are descendants of Africans and these things. So even the term Africa or African is an exonym. It's just another name created by colonizers to, to distance those people from their land. You understand? Because when the land is abandoned, the foreigner, the colonizer, whether he be dark skin or pale skin, can come in and claim eminent domain and claim the land as unclaimed land and say that it's theirs. So when you're calling yourself maroon, you're saying that you don't exist. You're saying you're a color. Your complexion. And you're saying that, again, you have no land. You're saying that you're a property of the English crown. But when you call yourself Arawak, you're saying you are full-on outblown sovereign. This is our territory, our terrains. A man cannot come from outside of your house and tell you, the keeper of your house, that you have to pay him rent. Not Nagasa. Okay? So what's going on between them and the corporation and the whole mining thing? That's because of the corruption of their chiefs for all those years. Okay? That's because of their willingness to mislead the rest of the people. Like you'll see YouTube videos where they're calling, they say, where, where people are saying, yeah, you're African, and they're saying, yeah, our African ancestors. But in private, I'm telling you, they know that that is bullshit. You understand? But because of this, this treaty, this contract, they're supposed to mislead you. And it's not just on the what, they, what they're now calling Jamaica. That's going throughout even the Americas, the entire Americas. A lot of these tribes have been doing that, going back to even the um, Iroquois Confederacy. This is how they got their land patents, because they helped genocide off hundreds of other tribes and forced them to, and the others to force, were forced by them to join the Confederacy. This is how they received their land patents. You understand? You just had tribes that sold out other tribes. That's just a harsh reality. And still continue to do it to this very day out of utter ignorance and greed. That's just the reality of it. The deeper thing is that in some of these maroon communities, they don't consider themselves to be the same as the people in the lower land. So when they're putting in this fight for sovereignty and land, it's to box you out. Because you, you have two that we were dealing with, Brother Ar American Arawax and I were dealing with it for years, so they understand what's coming. So they're helping those people prepare, their fellow Maroon brothers and sisters prepare, and they're going to box you out of those lands up there in the mountains if you sit there and let them go state claim ownership 
or stake or claim the rest of the unclaimed lands underneath that maroon title. Because what that still does, it still gives the English crown authority over those lands. And because the island is going through a chaos of floods, shrinkage, and majority of the food source is going to be up mm. into the mountains, the farmlands, mm. the livable lands. Mm. Understand, you on the lower lands are going to be in for a rough ride. Haiti is, 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 is experiencing massive earthquakes because of the sand mining that's been going on in the, in the, in the greater Antilles islands. They're digging away not only on the sand of the ocean floor, which is disrupting the tectonic plate. So these earthquakes are going to happen. They're doing it more so on the side of Haiti because the Haitians, what they call Haitians, still maintain the Arawak, full Arawak identity to this very day and are right now in the eyes of all the colonizing force, the only true sovereign place in the Americas, the only that has not contracted with the corporation which is why the corporation had all the other islands that they contracted with, what they call it. Um, they put a, um, a thing on Haiti, like what they did with Cuba, where they cannot get any medical relief, no help, no food, no nothing. They try to destroy their currency, all these things. God damn it. I can't. I, the word is at the tip of my tongue. The word is at the tip of my tongue. But, yeah, this is why Haiti's always being punished. And Haiti still has the royal crown, the royal sanction. Thanks, Arawak. Sanction. This is why they sanction Haiti. This is why they try to sanction Cuba. This is was why Fidel did the contract with Russia to have air-to-air -air missile defense system so that they couldn't come and violate Cuban waters. You understand? This is why Cuba built a military might. Okay. If it wasn't for that, Cuban planes wouldn't be able to fly out every time there's a supposed pandemic and give people a cure or an ailment to ease up what's going on. They would, they would be stuck on that island. Can't move because you have military ships, Chinese, U.S., all these military ships in the waters telling them they can't go nowhere until they have certain papers to move. And those ships are, are what, they're, what they're doing is unlawful. You can't tell a man that he can't move from point A and point B in his own in, in his own territorial waters, which is the entire Americas. The entire American hemisphere. So I need people to understand how deep this is. Okay? When you identify as something that you are not, and those who don't know, all right, you don't know. But the ones who do know and still push the propaganda because of incentives that you're looking and still continue to mislead the people. That's why when you're seeking justice, there is no justice for you. This is why the, just, the justice is blind and the scale is always off balance until you have to set you, the people, have to set that balance back. But it's hard for people out there to just be righteous freaking people and when they learn the truth they still oh well we can't really we can't really let them know that because right now this is what we're trying to get you understand and they still go along with the agenda 
to purposely mislead you until they get what they want. Then when they get what they want, they're so deep into the... First of all, if the Maroon... If the if the Kung Fu Maroons want to be sovereign, they're not supposed to even be down in Parliament signing the guest book in Parliament. The chiefs are not supposed to be holding to the Governor General. The chiefs are not supposed to be operating also as a type of judge or magistrate in Parliament, which they do. Okay? So they are a part of Parliament. You can't be say that you're sovereign, but you're a part of the colonizing force that is oppressing you, that is supposedly oppressing you. Okay? That is a conflict of interest. So when Horace, Minister Horace Trent, Minister of Defense Horace Trent said, there is no Maroon people and Maroons don't have no land. This is why this man said that. So when you guys out there are saying this man don't know the history, he's well-educated on the history. He has all the archival records. Majority of the records is in Spanish tone. That man has access to all of that. He has records that they don't even put out in the public for your eyes to see. You think he don't know? He knows, just like um, Andrew Holness know. Andrew Holness know that once you declare your indigenous rights and status as the Arawakan people, all those shutdowns and curfews that he's doing no longer stand. It cannot happen. But because you go and you have a TRN, these numbers that mark you as corporate property, all capital letter name in their system, that's what he has power over. It's not really you, the living man. But if you tell the average person this, they won't fully get it. And they'll tell you that you're talking foolishness. And they'll tell you that they're a liberal right and they're a PNP or they're a de Democrat and they're a Republican. And they love their party. Two wings on the same goddamn bird of their oppressors. And neither wing flapped in any direction to quell you from your oppression. So which way does the pendulum swing? Understand that you are your first biggest enemy and downfall until you get up out of the stage of ignorance. These people are only taking advantage of your utter ignorance. People voted for this man for a box food that been finished. And look, he's still oppressing you. But he lifted all the curfews and stuff when he wanted to keep his little party. And then when his party was finished, he dropped it right back on you. And you can't wake up. You don't wake up from that. Uh, people say, why don't you talk about what's happening with the Maroons? Because they knew these things for years and they stayed quiet. They willingly stayed quiet. So know that something bigger than what's happening to them is going on. I'm not going to sidebar and sidetrack because there's a bigger genocide on the world's people that's going on than folks that 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 willingly stay complicit and compliant and silent. Okay? Out of fear of being voodoo and orbia. But if your ancestors had that warrior spirit, you wouldn't care if a man had whatever voodoo and orbia that they wanted to do. You'll still fight 
for your children, your children's children, if it means to cut down your own chief who's corrupt. One chief running things for 25 years, robbing up all the money and the people are suffering. Their bridge washed away. Their house is washing away. And this man had the money to refix back everything and all these things or to make sure these things stayed structurally strong. And they still want to say nothing about the man only amongst themselves. That's horseshit. Foolishness. Foolishness. So do I go and say, oh, look what these people are going through and focus on them? Or do I focus on the jab, the, the jab um, genocide that has that always takes place every 100 to 50 years to massively lower your population, especially amongst the darker people. You're, you are the first in line. You understand? Look, man. That's why they said not every brother is your brother. Even though they look like you, don't necessarily mean that they're your brother or your sister. So you just have some people out there that chose to still be a slave. And you have some people out there that chose to really want to be 100% liberated. Free from the corporate oppressors. Do you understand? Pay attention, family. This thing is deep. And one of these days, we're going to link in the whole Rastafarian thing into it, too, because they, too, have an agreement with the corporation. And all these agreements were turned into bank bonds. And, the, um, and any amount of names that they could join, get to join their organizations, they're turned into straw man names, all capital letter names, which are turned into bank bonds, which is on the JSC, the Jamaica Stock Exchange which the Jamaica, the government of Jamaica and the Jamaica government of or entities on the securities exchange um, um, the securities exchange website, which is for corporations. Okay. So all those bonds have QCIP numbers and brokers that are maintaining those. That's what the birth certificate is. The birth certificate has a QCIP number. I found mines. I know how much mines is worth. And every time you lose a birth certificate, you get another one that's a new account that's reopened. So when you're going to prison for nonviolent cases and these things, and you sign those court papers, you gave them permission with your autograph on the court paper to lock you up and send you away to cover the bond. This is how deep this is. This is what your prime ministers and your governor generals know. So whether your prime minister was a PMP, your prime minister was a labor right, this is it. That's what they know. So they don't give two shits if you voted for them or not. They don't care if you went ahead and killed off the opposition. At the end of the day, they're using both sides for money, greed, Trafficking of humans. So this is just bigger than a set of people that chose 
to stay complicit for years, generations, and giving off fairy tale stories about pumpkin growing overnight. Okay? So this is why the big secret, this is what enough of these people is defending that this information would get out and you'll see that, yo, some of their ancestors was just straight up sellouts. Some of their ancestors weren't sellouts, but they were sold out by their own kin, their own blood. And that these set of people here are receiving incentives, money, especially from the tourism trade going on. The amount that they receive from that, they get a percentage of that. But we live in a society today where everybody want to floss. Everyone want to feel like the big dog because they have this amount in their pockets and they could pull this and pull that materialistic things. While the world is being destroyed around them. People are, these people are spraying chemtrails in your skies and your trees ain't growing how they once used to grow. Mm? Aluminum particles in the air that you're breathing in, in the most hottest of days, destroying your lungs. Mm, clogging your throat and then they telling you that you have this supposed virus and those are the symptoms of the virus which these aluminum particles cause being tricked to go voluntarily kill yourself so I don't have time to talk about some people that purposely stay complicit and where those lands that they're on are set up is where a lot of hundreds of thousands, millions of acres of unclaimed land is behind that. But you have to walk on the lands that they were granted, which would mean you're trespassing to get access to those lands unless you have a helicopter to go up there. And those lands are the hunting grounds for the people, the grounds for the people to farm on. Those lands have all the organic, natural food that you would need. Those lands holds a secret to archives, artifacts. So when you hear them now bigging up even the Tainos, that's because the Taino people put the Taino business entity. Yeah, governmental create the government created the Taino movement to erase the movement of the original indigenous people as a colorism, colorism tactic. The darker you are, they don't want you being the facial representation of your people. The lighter you are is what the Taino's job is to be. And then any historical artifacts, archives, skeletons, bones, anything that come across, their job is to confiscate them. This is why in the Jamaica archival departments, you have Taino, people who call themselves Taino that works there now. You understand? When the bones are dug up, of our ancestral bodies, they confiscate and they grab them. This is why they, they give you <clears throat> um, a thing that they tell you can rewrite your DNA because every time they dig up some part in the world or in the Americas and they come across a bone, it's your bones, it's your people bones. And this is why on the Taino application, they ask for your blood type because they're rewriting all this shit to write you out of history, okay? So when you see the Maroon Chief talk about, yeah, and the Tainos and the Arawaks, you can't be a Taino and an Arawak at the same time. It's just Arawak. 
In the old texts, the ancient text, there was never written about no Taino. Even the Belfour letter when they're talking about the whole Atabe thing and they added in Taino all over it, <laughs> the original letter has nothing about a Taino in there. So why, ask yourself, why are these people going to this length to mislead you? And why is this man, knowing that the agenda that these people are under, are calling these people name, giving them some type of credit? What do they have? They put themselves in positions in the Smithsonian that has a lot of our archives, a lot of our recordings, a lot of our bones of our ancestors, our, of our um, um, artifacts. And then they mark it as Taino artifacts. You understand? But it's not. So there's a big theft going on here. That's why I me, mean. I don't give these people no form of recognition. None. Because I know what they're doing. I would never big them up on no media platform. Not even on Instagram, not even on Twitter, not even on Snapchat, TikTok, Pinkwall, Wikipedia, none of that shit. None. And what they're doing is the same experiment that the Germans were trying to perfect from the 1900s coming up to 1935, 1945. Okay. Period. And the Atabe thing that you know people talk about, it doesn't it doesn't mean what you think it means. But understand, folks, man, this is it. It's just, it's a straight up war on people of the world. The world's people, especially those who want to stay true to the history. Whether you are dark skin or pale skin. Because there's pale skin folks out there that will ride with you till the wheels fall off because they understand the history and they understand that your blood also flows through them. You understand? So if you're in the Americas, you claim the ancestors, identity of your ancestors of the Americas. If you're in Africa or Morocco, you go claim that Moorish shit over there. Taino is also another is also the, another name for Ghana. Just if people didn't know that, it's also another name for Ghana. Okay, it's also an area in Ghana. Has this latitude and longitude and everything. But Arak and I, one day Arak and I is going to do a stream on it and just show all that. I think Lakono and Kapo Hotstep them did show that at one time too, you know. But yeah. It's a cruel world that we live in, people. But you have to make the the, the hardcore decision. Or you're going to stay true to your ancestors or you're going to be one of those people that just call the ancestors name. Yeah. But you're not staying true to what they. Well, I mean, if those ancestors stayed fought for betrayal and these things, then they're staying true to that. But if your ancestors didn't take a deal and wanted to fight till the very end to, to freedom, freedom over um, death over slavery, enslavement. Right. Or wanted to fight to the very end to make sure that their people were free 
and not suffering or would not be on any the iron fist of the corporation. Because if you yourself don't have a military might to protect you or your military is on a strong influence from an outside entity, you can't say you're sovereign. You can't protect yourself. You're, you're, you're being extorted. You understand? You have a, a loan shark that says, hey, let, let me let me let me go in um Kima's um hair salon and go check Kima real quick. Yo, Kima, you gotta give me something monthly for the protection, you know? Kima like, but I got my own bodyguards. Nah, nah, we we're gonna kill them. We got rid of them. We we a bodyguard now. You know, so we, we what you make? You make like what five thousand a month? All right, we want like uh thirty five hundred a month out of that five. How you get the rest of the money to keep your business up and running? That ain't on us. But you know we're gonna protect you. We're, we're, I'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm put Orhe and 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 Carl. They're gonna have their cars, you know, in the streets right here. And John and and Tony, they they're gonna be sitting in your shop right here. And you know, all the others is gonna have their offices down there. You know, and this is how it was set up. This is how it's set up with the waters. The roads. But you know, but but you could avoid all that if you contract with me and we just take some taxes out of your employees' paycheck. Fifty dollars here, fifty dollars there, taxes, you know, and um we'll take away your right to travel freely and just say that you're driving, because driving is now a business term for only businesses who are making money. So when we say driving, and then we'll, we'll contract with an entity called the DMV, and what we'll do is have you go contract with them too, and then they'll give you their registration title, and you signed over your 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 property to the DMV, so now they actually now own your automobile, and because they own your automobile, and your title says Department of DMV, that's their title, and because my security force. Is contracted with them. They gave me permission to pull you over at any time and ticket you to ticket back their property that you gave them and even arrest you if we want because you're now operating in a business capacity. You understand? It's, it's a great amount of misleading that's been going on for years. Okay. Great amount. So it's either when this treaty was signed, these people didn't know how to read and write, and they signed off on this shit, and it was explained to them, <clears throat> and they still went along with it, even though even when it was explained to them. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a hard pill to swallow, folks. But when you are, when you don't identify as your ancestral identity or the oldest form of your ancestral identity, you gave up all rights you've had. Uh, we live in a contractual world. Okay. It's the, the reality of it. When you look at the old maps, you look at the old money, the real old ones, the real ones. Not the rewritten versions that they lightened out the characters and straightened their hair, right? The old maps to show the Americas, the people of the Americas, 
brown and dark skin, woolly, curly hair, or just straight afros. Okay? That's how it showed them. They didn't mention that they were Africans or nothing like that. Okay? Even in Columbus Journal, he said that he thought he was in Ethiopia. Right? Or thought he saw the people were like Ethiopians. And Ethiopian and Ethiopian, this, it means burnt skin, dark-skinned people. Right? That's one of the core meanings of it. You have Ethiopia, which is over in where they call Africa now. And you have Ethiopia, which is of the Americas. Okay? You learn a lot from these old maps. So when these Rastas and talk about Ethiopia, we tell kings and princes, they don't know what they, they don't know what they're talking about. Now, if they said Ethiopia, we tell kings and princes, then they're talking about the Americas. Everywhere in the world you go and you see dark-skinned people that was wiped out off their lands. People say, oh, they were Africans, so we had took them from Africa and brought them here. That's why they, their numbers are so low. Now that's because they were so that's how much of them they genocide. And then they biracial children, they genocide them too. Right? The older ones. And then the young babies, they re-educated them. And they're the ones that started teaching you about Africa this and Africa that and so on and so. All right. That's why in, in history you're going to start seeing that they were towns that was completely empty, no adults, only children running around. All the adults were gone. And those children were re-educated by the colonizer. So this history is deeper than what you think. And what you call the pale-faced people, they're just now gaining this power that they have. Just now. When you restructure back the timeline. And they didn't just now gain this power just, just so they were working and still are working with dark-skinned people. Because the first invasions that go back before 1492, when the Muslims used to invade over here, those were dark-skinned folks. Wake up, people. History, as you know, it has been one big-ass lie, both for Caucasian folks and for dark-skinned folks and brown-skinned folks. Wake up. All right, with that being said, I'm going to drop back the link to the treaty in the chat. Yeah? Give me one second here. There it goes right there. So oh, people can't say I'm, I'm making it up. So this is it. That's the link to the treaty. I'm also going to put the link to the our podcast in the chat. Give me one second here. Give me a sec, because like I said, I'm working for my cell phone, folks. All right. So the podcast is called Shitabi Media, right? And it's with an X T A B I 
M-E-D-I-A. Okay. All right, let's drop it in the... Come on. Come on now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Oh, come on. Stop playing. Okay. I think I'm having it now. Okay, here we go. There we go right there. Now, that's the podcast link. We're on many platforms. Um, <clears throat> Spotify apparently blocked us, even though when you go on Spotify, the, everything comes up, but they just don't play. But um, Google Podcasts, you can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Uh, <clears throat> to keep us growing, you could also be a, 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 don- a monthly donor as well, um, where we could we were offered to create a website or attach our website that we were working on, the media website, to the podcast um, by Encore, right? But that's going to be a, a monthly thing to maintain that. But otherwise than that, yeah, folks, that's it right there. So you can either be a, a monthly promo, um, donator or just subscribe to a Google Podcast and share the podcast, get it out there. You know, um, we are officially international in 35 different countries and counting. And yeah, we're it's growing. And the podcast is about um, not just our information that we find and drop, but also information that others is putting out there that they're deleting off of the net. And we could store it and save it and put it up on the podcast for, you know, as long as we're able to operate and run. So, yeah, so. If you're looking for um, information, even on COVID, um, information on COVID will be on the podcast. There's a lot of information on COVID on the on the podcast. Okay, so yeah. With that being said, I say peace, love, light to you all, and you know just enjoy the rest of your day, and may the rest of your week you know go go great, go wonderful for y'all. Peace out.